0: Today as we read uh, from John's Gospel, John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. This is an allegory that Jesus gave to us, and this allegory is packed with truths and packed with information. I wish I could take time to share with you uh, the meanings, every meaning that Jesus is trying to teach us in this passage. Uh, But I don't think that we would have time this morning to, to really do this passage Uh, justice as far as covering every topic in every direction but today I want you to know that that uh, that Christ has connected you to himself and that your connection to Jesus is vital because when we're connected to him when we're connected to the true vine Jesus Christ we begin to bear fruit the fruits of the spirit we begin to to think like Jesus and we begin to feel like Jesus and we begin to act like Jesus. So reading from John 15, 1 through 8 today, here Jesus is speaking, he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may be more fruitful. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Here ends the reading of God's word. You may be seated. It's interesting, twins, twins have a unique and powerful connection. Not only do they complete each other's sentences, they at times share feelings and experiences the same. Even when separated by distance, uh, twins can ha- share the same experiences. It's amazing the studies that have been done on twins. To, share, to that It even proves that when they're separated, even at birth, they share many of the same similarities and even experiences in life. It's been said that twins of a different gender have shared experiences. The male twin might know that his sister is pregnant before she tells him. And the male twin has even been known to experience the same sensations of mourning, sickness, and other physiological effects of of being pregnant. Twins are so connected that that at times they literally think like each other, act like each other, and, and even feel like each other. Have you ever had a close friend where you felt that kind of connection? You were so connected to this close friend that you thought like your friend and your friend thought like you. You shared the same thoughts, the same same feelings, and you even acted alike. And the same can be true of husband and wife. As husband and wife uh, become uh, closer to each other, as they become one uh, in marriage, they begin to think alike and to feel alike and to act alike. As disciples of Jesus, we're called by the gospel to be so connected to Jesus that we think like him, feel like him, and even act like him. So Jesus used the allegory of the vine and the branches to illustrate our connection to him. The the, uh, passage in John 15, the call of the gospel in John 15 is that we would abide in Jesus. That we would abide in him. That we would be connected to him. That we would be plugged into him. That his life would flow into our lives. So as we abide in Jesus, it's like a grape. Branch that is connected to the vine, and then that branch begins to bear fruit. In other words, in the same way the branch is connected to a grapevine, produce grapes, so we, the disciples of Jesus, connected to him, we should be producing the fruit of being connected to Jesus. That is the fruit of thinking like Jesus, of feeling like Jesus, and of Acting like Jesus. So we live in Christ. We live intimately connected to him. And our lives are no longer defined by worldliness or sinfulness, but by Jesus. So I ask you the question today, are you connected to him? Are you connected to Jesus, the true vine? Do you think like Jesus? Do you feel like like Jesus? Do you act like Jesus? And if I'm to be honest with you today, my life doesn't always reflect the life of Christ. I don't always think like Jesus or feel like Jesus or act like Jesus. But Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit. Here's the key for apart from me, you can do nothing. For apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. So, two questions. First, how do I abide in Jesus? How do I abide in him? I I pray that each and every one of us has this desire to be connected to Christ. So, first of all, how do I abide in Jesus? And then number two, uh, how does Jesus then graciously connect us to himself? Well, first of all, how do I abide in Jesus? Those who trust in Jesus as Savior are abiding in Jesus. You are connected to Jesus by grace through faith. Abiding in Jesus isn't about your effort. It isn't about your effort. Now listen to me very closely. Abiding in Jesus is a gift of God's grace. It's a gift of his grace. You cannot make yourself an abider in Jesus by your good works or by your efforts. Abiding in Jesus is a gift of God's grace. Those who abide have not made themselves abiders in Jesus. Rather, Jesus graciously connects us to himself. He's the one who causes us to abide in him. So how do we abide in Jesus? Jesus. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in him. He is the one who connects you to himself by grace. And how does Jesus graciously connect us to himself? How does he do that? How how does this connection happen? In John 15, Jesus mentions his word five times. In John 15, if you read through John 15, his word is mentioned five times. In our reading from John 15, 1 through 8, Jesus mentions the word two times. How does Jesus connect us to himself? How do we remain connected to Jesus so that we bear much fruit in our lives? He does it through his word. Jesus uses his word. His word reveals Jesus to us, and his word creates faith within us. First of all, his his word reveals my sinfulness. Reveals the fact that I'm not bearing fruit the way that I should. So his word reveals my sinfulness. And then God uses his word to create faith and trust in Jesus. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of Christ. So we're connected to Jesus by grace through faith. Faith comes through his word as we hear his word of our sin and of Jesus' grace and mercy and love and forgiveness. He connects us to himself by means of his word. So his word is powerful. His word is effective. His word is key. You want to bear fruit in your life? You can't do it on your own. Remain connected to Jesus, and the way you remain connected to Jesus is through the Word. The Word creates faith. Faith clings to Christ alone. When I open my Bible and when I absorb His Word, God leads me to recognize that I need Jesus, that apart from Jesus, I can do nothing. God's Word reveals the harsh reality that I don't think like Jesus, I don't feel like Jesus, and I don't act like Jesus. And when his word exposes that to me, it leads me to repentance, to brokenness, to confess my sins to him. And then Jesus, through his word, gives me faith to trust that I'm forgiven and that I'm connected to him. And then comes the fruit which he produces in my life. So you cannot separate God's word, the written word, from the living word. To remain connected to Jesus is to be in the word, to hear his word, to read his word. So you cannot separate the written word from the living word. Because when I'm in the word, I abide in Jesus. When I'm in the word, I'm connected to him. And his life is throwing, is flowing through me. Now, our gospel lesson today teaches us that you're free to reject Jesus as your true vine. There's not only promises in our gospel lesson, but there are also warnings in our gospel lesson, too. You're free to reject Jesus as your true vine. You're free to disconnect yourself from him. But what are the dangers of not abiding in Christ? Of not living your life in Christ, not trusting in him. Well, John fifteen six tells us, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. The danger of not abiding in Christ is clear. To not be connected to Jesus, to reject The offer of Jesus, to reject the promise of Jesus, is to reject the life that he so desperately wants to give to you. But the truth of the gospel is this. God loves you. God doesn't want you disconnected from him. God loves you so much that he wants you to be connected to him so that his life can flow into your life. Ezekiel thirty-three eleven says, As I live, declares the Lord God. He says, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. This imagery that, that Jesus speaks of, not only in this passage, but in other passages, which is, so, uh, which is so startling, that the branches are burned in the fire, that his winnowing fork is in his hand, uh, and that the chaff are... Burned with unquenchable fire. These, these, these realities of God's wrath. He doesn't want us to experience that. God says I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But that the wicked turn from his way and live. What does God say? He says turn back. Turn back from your evil ways. God, lo- God loves you. He doesn't want you to die in your sin. His desire is that you trust in him and find your life in him. And that's why God sent his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus was sent to die for you. To die in your place. To die the death that you and I deserve. So that through faith in him, You indeed can receive the forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. Those who repent and believe in Jesus are connected to him, joined to him, abiding in him. And as a result, Jesus is producing fruit in your life. The fruit of thinking like Jesus, the fruit of feeling like Jesus, and the fruit of acting like Jesus. So the fruit of thinking like Jesus, no longer do you, think, do you think as the world thinks. But now you have the mind of Christ. Consider your neighbors. No longer do you think of your neighbors in judgmental ways, but you think of your neighbors like Jesus thinks of your neighbors. With a deep love. If we're to think like Christ as we think of others, We think of them with a great and a deep love. Remember when Jesus was hanging on the cross? What was on Jesus' mind as he was so horribly treated and as he hung there in agony? What was Jesus thinking as he hung on the cross? Well, his thoughts came out of his mouth. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. you think like Jesus? Do you have the mind of Christ? How does that manifest itself in the way you consider your neighbors? Feeling like Jesus. Feeling like Jesus. Now when you see your neighbor, you feel like Jesus feels for them. Remember Jesus had compassion for those harassed and helpless. Did you know that Jesus feels compassion for the people that we have been taught to despise? Did you know that? Jesus feels a deep compassion for those that we have been taught to despise. Jesus feels compassion for the homeless, for the oppressed, for the downtrodden. Today, that's why you have compassion and that's why you feel compassion. For the same. To feel compassion for for these who, who are considered the least within society has been given to you because you're connected to Christ and because His life is flowing through you and you're beginning to produce the fruit of Christ in your life. If you don't feel for those rejected by society, if you don't feel for those. Who you have been taught to despise. Then you need to go back to God's word. Read the gospels. Read about Jesus. And learn how Jesus reacts to those that we have been taught to despise. Go back to the gospels. Absorb the gospels. Pray the gospels. Do you think like Jesus? When you look at others, what are your thoughts towards them? When you see others that you've been taught to despise, what are your feelings towards them? And then third, act like Jesus. Not only do we think and feel like Jesus, we act like Jesus. In other words, we actually get our hands dirty and we do the hard work of getting to know our neighbors. OF GETTING TO KNOW PEOPLE IN OUR LIVES THAT WE'VE BEEN TAUGHT TO DESPISE. TO GET DOWN AND DIRTY WITH THE MESSINESS OF MINISTERING TO SINFUL HUMANITY. YOU SEE, JESUS DIDN'T JUST THINK AND FEEL GOOD THOUGHTS TOWARDS PEOPLE. HIS THOUGHTS AND HIS FEELINGS MOVED HIM TO ACT. READ THE GOSPELS. WHEN JESUS ENCOUNTERED THE LEPER, THE ONE Uh, who could potentially infect him and cause him to be unclean. Jesus reached out and he touched the outcast. He touched the leper. He had been taught to despise lepers. Jesus called Matthew a tax collector. Society had taught the Jews to despise tax collectors, but he actually ate with tax collectors. And he called a tax collector to follow him. Think of the prostitutes and the drunks and the gluttons. Despised by the Jews, Jesus was actually accused of being a glutton and a drunk because he spent so much time with them. He reached out to them and he ministered to them. The Bible says that Jesus is a friend of sinners. He is a friend of sinners. And we too can become Friends of sinners in our lives. To think like Jesus. To feel like Jesus. And to act like Jesus. Not because we're trying to produce these things in ourselves through our own efforts. Because, but because we are simply by grace through faith connected to Jesus. And as we're connected to Jesus his life is flowing into our life. And then we begin to produce the fruit of interacting with an unbelieving world in the same way that Jesus interacts with an unbelieving world. So may we be so connected to Jesus. May we so abide in him that we continue to grow as disciples who bear the fruits, thinking like Jesus, feeling like Jesus, and acting like Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you that it's by grace through faith that we abide in you. We can't earn this gift of abiding in you, of being connected to you, of having your life flow through us, nor can we produce the fruits of abiding. They are a gift that come from being connected to you. So Lord, in the same way that uh, the twins are best friends or husband and wife, share so many experiences together. May we share with you in the experience of your love and of your grace and of going to an unbelieving world with a deep compassion and love. So in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.